0: Social emotional learning, it's the new way. Where culturally responsive meets innovation. Hey, Dominators. My name is Kristen Hopkins, CEO and founder of Dangers of the Mind, a company that identifies the attacks against your everyday thought life that shifts major progress. I'm a social emotional learning expert, curriculum developer, and social entrepreneur who believes in the holistic development of youth and young adults through culturally responsive and culturally affirming resources. Welcome to Dangers of the Mind. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Dangers of the Mind. I'm your host, Kristen Hopkins. Today's episode is all about confidence and self-esteem. In a previous episode, we talked about how to build confidence in urban settings, But today, I'm just talking about confidence and playing on (laughs) self-esteem. So now let me tell y'all, I've been confident since I came out the womb. Literally. Growing up, I got my nickname called Songbird because I used to perform for my parents in church. I used to perform for everybody. I used to also mimic people too in church. Like I used to act their personalities out and everybody would crack up laughing. The elders and the deacons would get around and be like, Kristen, do that again do that again. And I would do it all over every time. And I would love it. I would love the attention. I would love to be the center of attention. I would lead praise and worship at the tender age of six years old. I started leading praise and worship. I sung Whitney Houston, The Greatest Love of All, when I was 11 in front of the congressman of Connecticut with 5,000 people. And my eyes was closed the entire time. I remember a specific time in the song when my voice cracked on one of the notes and I started crying, but I was still singing with my eyes closed. And when I opened my eyes, I looked up at everybody in the, I think it was arena or whatever, was like crying and clapping with so much passion. And so I don't know why I was this girl of confidence. Like it wasn't like my whole family was like loud and vocal. My sister, my older sister was quiet, reserved, still is to this day. Okay. I used to sing in front of the, my whole cafeteria in school. The cafeteria ladies used to tip me and give me money for school. They used to, like, pass me behind the lines. You know, you know, you waiting in line for the food. They'd be like, Christy, come on up. Like, I was cool with everybody. And I was heavily involved in sports. You know, when I got to high school, I was the captain of the volleyball team and the indoor and outdoor track. Like, confidence was my middle name. You could not tell me I wasn't confident. And I just really believed over the years that I was blessed with this. You know, i always been very bold. I've been very daring. But I was bold and daring. There's a certain type of bold and daring, right? So there's people that's bold and daring, but you ain't, you have no faith. You have like, you You just out here, right? But I was bold and daring and I actually had faith. Like I grew up on believing what I like wanted, you know, like I was very stubborn too. I was like, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. If I want it, I want it. And that was a love and hate relationship for me because sometimes it would give me a trouble and sometimes it was at a point where I was in my life like, I love this woman that I'm becoming because my faith was like unshakable. It was unmovable. You know, I remember my mom, she told me one time that I've never in my life met a woman that had more faith than you. And that really blessed me because my mom is like 60 something years old. And for her to look me in my face and said, I've never seen a woman that had more faith than you, like blessed me because she saw where I came from in my business. You know, she saw how confident I was in my dream that God had given me for dangers of the mind because this is a God business. Okay. This is a God dream. And I tell this to everybody because I'm not ashamed of that because I knew that this is not of my success. You know, this was a dream and a vision that God gave me and I was just a servant to execute it and do it. And so I hope I am doing service to God's vision for my life because it's important to me. But this was a great skill set of minds that I. You know, continue to value. But what I learned is even in my adult years, I still had confidence, but it wasn't the same. I would overthink all the time. Like, I'm going to give you an example. So, when I got out of college, it was a beautiful time, but also a very hard time because if y'all can remember in 2009, it was a recession. Okay. And that recession was real. So, I got out of college and I got out in May. I didn't get a job, my first job offer to the end of September. And like I told y'all before, my internships was on point, okay? Your girl was out here grinding. And I had the experience. I'm going to China. I'm going to TWC in DC. They're like, oh, this girl is out here. And you thought, I thought, we all thought that I would get a job right away. But that's not what happened. But as soon as I did get my job, this was the only corporate job that I ever worked in my entire life. Because if y'all read my book and you know my story, At 22 years old, I packed up and left that job and drove to Atlanta and started my business. And I've been an entrepreneur ever since. But this job, I will always value this job because it really highlighted to me the person that I was becoming. And I think really, now I think about it, it's probably why I left that job because I was like, I don't like this person I'm becoming. I don't like to feel like I'm less than. And so when I worked this job, it was a corporate job. And I was doing PR at McDonald's or doing corporate PR for McDonald's. And it was the, you know, a certain region that I was working in. And I remember being the only black girl at the firm. And I say girl at the time because I was 21 years old. I wasn't, I wouldn't call myself a full woman at that point. I was trying to figure my life out and who I was. I was trying to figure out who I was as, who was Kristen Hopkins, right? And this job really allowed me to understand who I was in that moment. And so I remember being in a conference room. We were all sitting there and some owner-operators came down and they were talking about new things that they wanted to market and target in this region. And now, mind you, I'm going to tell y'all, like I said before, I was the only Black person in the whole entire firm. So in the room, when the meeting, I was the only Black person, you know, even with outside guests and vendors and owner-operators. And so And on top of that, y'all, I was the youngest. I wasn't just the only Black girl. I was the youngest. So imagine the type of intimidation that I felt by seeing all these older white people in a room, and I'm the only one there trying to take notes and understand what's going on. And so they were talking about strategies and different things. And if you know anything about McDonald's, who is McDonald's target audience? Who is the people that be at McDonald's all the time? Who's the one getting the 99 cent chicken McNuggets? Black people. It's statistics. We are the generation that is consumers. We are the massives and consumers. We buy everything and we like entertainment. So we will spend our money. If we don't spend our money on anything else, is the statistics show that we're going to spend our money on some food and on some clothes. Okay. And so it is when I was sitting there at the meeting, I was like, they were saying ideas. And I was like, these are stupid. Like in my head, I'm like, this is dumb. This is not going to appeal myself. And I'm black. And I ate at McDonald's back in the day. You know what I'm saying? And I, I was eating at McDonald's. So I'm like, if you want to talk to somebody like me, why don't you ask me? And so there are throwing ideas around the table, but nobody is looking at me for my ideas. And on top of that, I was not even confident to speak up something in me was so scared. I got scared. I was like, they're going to shoot my ideas down. They're going to say they're stupid. And I remember that day distinctly because I didn't speak the whole time. Like, And that wasn't even me. Like, I mean, on the job, always, I was at least speaking. But in that meeting, I was so intimidated and so nervous. And it's not even what the people did or said around me. It was more so myself. I realized that I had an issue with myself. This was a form of self-awareness that I need to realize that, Kristen, why are you lacking confidence in these moments? These people aren't treating you differently. They're not treating you weird. They're not you know, bashing your ideas. You're not saying any ideas. You're not even speaking up. And so this was something that I realized over time that I started being like this people pleaser. I started considering what people thought more. And people might not know this, but I branded Legacy Over Likes as a tattoo on me. Because it was a commitment to myself. I didn't just make this a brand and put this on some gear and some shirts. This was real for my life because it was a commitment to me to always live for my legacy and never live for the validation of other people. And I committed to myself to always be confident in the path that God has for me, even when I don't know where I'm going, even when I don't know where I'm walking to to have that confidence. So as I got older and more into my career and started speaking and teaching about SEO, I realized that confidence was actually a skill set and required much self-awareness. So today, I'm going to talk to you about building confidence and self-esteem and give you some tips and tricks if you're struggling with confidence. First, we're going to dive right into self-awareness and what it truly is, and then we're going to go talk about the domains that lie underneath this skill set. And so we created some gear recently called Self-Awareness is the New Bag. So you should check it out on dangersofmind.com and shop the new gear. It's some dope gear, but it also has a message because we're going to talk about the bags in a second. But in order for you to truly walk in confidence every day, there are some key components that you need to activate. So let's get into it. Self-awareness is a conscious knowledge of one's own character, feelings, motives, and desires. There are some skills that we're going to go over That builds your confidence and your self-esteem. So first and foremost, you must learn how to identify your daily emotions because this is critical. It's a critical, critical factor of your self-esteem. Identifying your emotions may look like this. What emotions do I carry every day? You guys remember when I talked about your invisible emotional backpack? Them things be heavy, okay? And you not acknowledging them is only making it worse. When you acknowledge and identify what's going on every day, that helps you move towards a prosperous life, a confident life, a life full of self-esteem. So what I want you to do is ask yourself, what do I carry in my emotional backpack? What am I carrying? You could carry love. You could be carrying hope. You could be carrying stress. You could be carrying anxiety. You could be carrying fear. You could be carrying a whole bunch of distractions. What are you carrying every day? What's making you act the way you act? And when we think deeper on this, you ask yourself, what makes me happy constantly? You know, for me, I like to eat. So food makes me happy immediately, okay? But what makes you sad? What makes you angry? You know, what are some things that you are passionate about? I always tell people when I speak, if you are passionate about something that you don't require money for, or if you feel like you do something for free all the time, that's where your purpose is. If somebody wasn't paying you to do something, would you still do it? And not to say that you don't deserve to get paid because we do, but I'm trying to get a point across. If you were passionate about something like me, before I started my book and wrote my book and I started speaking, I got paid from jump, y'all. That's not even heard of, first of all, from a professional speaker. I started speaking in 2015. My first speaking engagement was to a thousand people and I got paid paid. And now imagine, do the math, 2015 to 2022, you know what I'm saying? My prices are up there because of the fact that I jumped into a field that I loved and I was natural at. But what happened was if they didn't offer me a check, I would have still did it because of the fact that I was passionate and I felt like I needed to get my story out. It was like something that I needed to give to the world. It was almost like I felt like I was birthing something, right? And so that's passion right there. When you will do it for free, when is intrinsic motivation versus extrinsic, when I was talking about the internal satisfaction versus external rewards, well, what, what are you doing and why are you doing it, right? Are you passionate? And then why am I passionate about this thing? Go to the why. You know, one of the things that I'm really big on is the golden circle by Simon Sinek in the book that says, start with why, why are you passionate about these things? Because that's the key foundation to understanding who you are. And then what is something that you do every morning besides the basic hygiene routines? That is identifying your emotions. Are you mad every morning? You know, one of my biggest quotes in my book, my 30-day affirmation book says, the position of your mind determines the posture of your life. If you don't know how you're positioning your thoughts every day, if you kind of identify that you have a negative thought, you waking up and you're like, oh, God, this job again. Oh, God, this work again then you're going to have the same outcome as a result. You're going to feel tired. You're going to feel annoyed when you get to work. The position of your mind determines the posture. That means the outcomes of your life every single day. And so you have to identify what is making you feel good, what is making you feel bad. And then also when I do this thing, it makes me feel blank. When you do something, it makes you feel good. It makes you feel bad. It makes you feel sad. It makes you feel happy. These are simple ways to identify your emotions every day. You can ask yourself these questions. And then when we think about emotional awareness, it helps us know what we need versus what we want or don't want. So it helps us build better relationships. That's because being aware of our emotions can help us talk about our feelings more clearly and avoid or resolve conflict better and move past difficult feelings more easily. So if you wonder why you're in these bad relationships or you constantly getting these bad friendships, Is because you don't know what you want. You don't know your needs versus your wants. And this is simply identifying your emotions. And a lot of times when we're in bad relationships, it brings bad self-esteem. It makes you depressed. It doesn't make you happy, right? And so that's a need and a want. So identifying your emotions are critical. It's a critical factor to building your confidence and your self-esteem. So next up, we're going to talk about accurate self-perceptions. This is a domain that falls underneath self-awareness, and it is very important. Accurate self-perceptions is a necessary component of self-improvement. If you don't know where your strengths or weaknesses lie, how can you accurately assess them? How will you know what areas you need to work on or how to leverage your assets? Our biggest strengths is actually knowing and understanding our weaknesses, and we'll talk about that in a second, but it is the foundation in which boundaries are built, Self-perception is simply being aware of who you are, what you like, and what you're capable of. Having a clear understanding of our capabilities is self-awareness at its finest. And because of our words, they hold value and they hold so much weight. It is important to be aware of how we speak about ourselves, okay? Only accurately perceive yourself by knowing your core values. This is important too. When we think about our core values, what are they? right? And I will reinforce this. I will pave this to the grave. y'all. I will keep drilling this in your head, whatever the terminology is, because a lot of people don't know their core values and they out here just living. Okay. I would know, you know what? I'll say y'all out here just existing because really living is knowing your core values and standing on a strong foundation of who you are. When you're existing, you just out here flowing with the wind, right? You out here going to this person and this person and following so-and-so. And even if they doing something you don't agree with. When you know your core values, you stand on them. You know that I'm a person of respect or I'm a person of integrity. So I'm not doing what you're doing because it's not integral, right? There's certain boundaries that you set. So it's very important that when you think of your core values, they align so that when you go back to accurately self-perceive who you are, it matches up. So I'm going to give you a couple things to identify when you are accurately perceiving who you are. Are you an educator, parent, young professional, or community leader? Well, our Black SEL Summit is for you. Black SEL is a summit that looks to reach, teach, and build a system of strong Black leaders that understand the importance of social and emotional learning and ways to expose and sustain SEL in Black communities. Black SEL will highlight and elevate the educators and voices of African-American people in the social and emotional learning field. We are looking to create healthy dialogue around policy and ways to expose social emotional learning to surrounding communities and its key stakeholders. Social and emotional learning will not be a trend in the black communities, but yet we will make this a sustainable tool to advance and heal us one community at a time. This summit will take place on September 30th from 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. right in Durham, North Carolina. And then our awards banquet starting at 7 p.m. Early bird tickets are on sale right now for only $150. Grab them now before it's too late. Proceeds generated for ticket sales will help build the capacity of the dangers of the My Education Fund. For more information, click the link in the show notes or go to BlackSEL.org to learn all about our conference and see the full itinerary there. We can't wait to see you. Number one, identify your own self-image. That's some prep work. So, I mean, it takes you to look in the mirror see who you are. If you want something different, you got to go after a different result. But let's identify. That's the first step. Even when we think about the dangers of mind, before we even talk about the eternal attacks against our thought life, we say, okay, what am I struggling with? Let me identify this thing. And then once you identify, oh, I'm struggling with fear. Oh, I'm struggling with insecurities. Oh, I'm struggling with perception then you got to say, oh, now that I've identified these things, I'm no longer the victim, no more of it, right? Because you know what you're struggling with and it's up to you to work on it. The second one is seek outside input. We got to first know who's around us because we can't just be seeking out input from anybody. But I remember a a time where I was listening to a friend and she was just ran and ran and ran about herself. And she was like, you feel the same way? And I was like, Thank you so much for my input, because I'm going to tell you, no, I don't. You know, and she started laughing. But it was funny because of the fact that she was solid on her beliefs. Like, yeah, this is who I am. And, you know, even at the time where one of my friends was like, I feel like I'm a great friend. You know what I need to work on. And I was like, you don't be showing up on time. Like you will tell us to be somewhere sometime and you'll be like 35 minutes late. Nobody has time for that. We are grown women out here. Right. I'm serious about my time. I don't play with time because I like to be on time and I get anxiety actually when I'm not on time for something because I don't like to mess with other people's time. I think I have such a respect for people's time that I be like when I'm late, you know. And so when you're totally at a like a loss of time, it's a form of disrespect. Like it really is because people are out here. You telling somebody to be on time. And it's also a form of lack of time management. Get your time management skills up. That's a big thing in the work environment. It's a big thing to keep a job. So when you look at these ways to accurately self-perceive yourself, ask yourself for these outside inputs. Look at your people that really love you and will tell you the truth. I'm not telling you to go somebody that's going like, be like, okay, yeah, girl, you know, uh, that's a fan. I don't need you to go to nobody's fan. All right. I don't want you to go nobody's fan. Go to somebody that you know loves you and they're going to tell you the honest to goodness truth. That's who you need when you're accurately self-perceiving yourself. And then also, Try to have those people, keep those same people as accountability. Do it to them too. You know, have them ask you some questions. And this is also ways that you build healthy relationships. This really sways into the relationship skills that we talk about in social emotional learning because you're talking communication, you're talking social engagement, and it's really important because you need that in an effective and healthy relationship. The third one is challenge yourself. Challenge yourself to think outside the box when you are accurately perceiving who you truly are, you got to ask yourself, am I doing the same routine every day? Am I sticking to the same habits? Or have I challenged myself lately to do something new, whether it's read a book, go to a new store, talk to somebody new, learn something new, whatever it is, how am I challenging myself? And then the last one is emulating the habits of others. If you see someone that you feel displays a great characteristic or has a great work ethic, it is okay to feel like I want to model that work ethic. I know for me, my boyfriend has an amazing work ethic and it makes me want to grind. I mean, like nobody's business. And I tell him all the time, he told me something recently that changed my entire perspective. He said, discipline is a love language. It's not a punitive punishment. And a lot of times we look at going to the gym like, oh, God, I got to go to the gym. And we make it a punishment in our minds. But he said, if you truly loved yourself, you will wake up and go to the gym. If you truly loved yourself, you won't open that book and get some knowledge. If you truly loved yourself, you won't go back and get that degree that you wanted to get a long time ago. If you truly loved yourself. And so when we talk about self-esteem and when we talk about self-confidence, it is really key that we understand where we are positioning things in our lives because that right there, y'all, was game-changing. Discipline is a love language, it's not a punishment, okay? Remember that. So one of the next skills that you have to learn when building self-confidence and self-esteem is recognizing your strengths and limitations. This sounds very simple, but it can be very hard when you start thinking about it. And as always, social emotional learning is all up in your business, okay? So it's going to ask you, because you're going to ask yourself, (laughs) what am I good at? What have others complimented me about? When you think about what have others complimented me about, it is important because of the fact that sometimes y'all just be like, thank you, thank you, thank you. And you don't really know that that's a skill set. It's a strength. Whatever you're doing that they're complimenting you about is something that they're admiring. And so like for a long time, um, my cousins and my sisters and my friends and all that, they would be like, girl, you'd be just throwing outfits together. Like it'd be crazy. And I was like, oh, okay, that's what's up. Like I never looked at it as a skill. And I realized that it actually is a skill for me. Like I, I see a lot of people like really struggle to throw on clothes sometimes. And it's like, I don't think twice, but Probably because I have a little bit of a spending problem and a shopping problem. You know, side note, I really love clothes a lot, but I love vintage clothes. So I'll be, you know, shopping with a budget, but it's the same thing. You know, what are people complimenting you about? It could be simple, but it's a strength of yours. And you have to acknowledge those strengths of yours and praise yourself for those trims and give yourself credit, you know, for those trims. And then also is what have other people had to help me with on one or more occasion? Now, when we talk about limitations or weaknesses, you got to be self-aware. You got to know, like, if you in an office building or you working in a workspace and your colleague is, you know, sitting next door and you always going to them saying, hey, I need you to help me with so-and-so, or hey, I need you to help me with this. You got to be aware of what that is because that is a weakness. That means that you don't know how to do it. And it's okay because you're asking for help. But the, what's the annoying part is you shouldn't be asking for help every other day for the same exact thing, right? We should be learning exactly when we learn. You know, when they teach us, we should take it and run with it and not have no questions or, you know, have a couple questions perfected, but not be asking them for the same thing every day. So you got to ask yourself, what is others consistently helping me with on one or more occasion? That's going to show you that that might be a weakness of yours, right? Or you just might be playing on lazy, but hopefully you're not lazy <laughs> and hopefully it's just a weakness. So the next one is, Which projects have you spent hours on landing without getting tired? What that shows you is that's your strength, baby. Okay, you're operating your strength. If you're not getting tired, that means you're passionate about it. That means you're hungry for it. That means you're trying to get it done. And so that is a strength of yours. And then the last one is, what are my hobbies and why do I like doing them? What are my hobbies and why do I like doing them? These are simple questions, but they change the game, y'all. It allows you to self-reflect. It allows you to write, which is a therapy. You know, honestly, it's very therapeutic to write, but it also gives you a perspective of, and this is going to change every time, you know, you in a year, you should be having new strengths and new weaknesses. You shouldn't be keeping the same, you know, operating the same things, but it's going to give you a new perspective and allow you to know how am I operating constantly in my strengths and in my limitations. And I want to give you a couple of ways of how do you overcome your limitations. Number one is become aware of limiting thoughts. That's the first thing. You gotta think positive. Combat those negative thoughts quickly with positive thoughts. As soon as they form, right? Don't even let them form. As soon as you feel them coming, combat it. No, I'm beautiful. No, I'm kind. No, I will win today. Whatever that thought is, combat it. Number two, begin to think big and see the possibilities. Begin to think big. What are you looking for? What are you seeing? How are you dreaming? Are you able to see? And I'm talking about like not really see in front of you what's in front of you, but are you able to see beyond your current circumstances? You know, take action towards the big dream that confront the limiting beliefs. So you should take action. Don't just dream big, but go after it. Go after it. That's a limitation. If you feel like you are bound or you're stuck, that's because you are pushing yourself to be stuck. You are allowing yourself to be stuck. Is nobody else forcing you to be stuck. These are your own thoughts. This is your own mind. This is your own life. So you have to decide what you want your limitations to be. Number four, it surrounds yourself with other big dreamers. Listen, if you're the most smartest person in the room, it's time to be out, right? That's the saying. It's time to be out. I remember when I lived in Connecticut and I looked around and I'm like, oh, nah, this isn't it for me. I'm out of here. I'm out of here, buddy, because I had to go, okay? Nobody out here was trying to do what I was trying to do. They was trying to dream like I was trying to dream. And it was literally suffocating me like I had to go. And the last one is continue to grow. I am really big on activating a growth mindset every day and believing that I can do more and be more with effort, you know, with trying, with doing. And so continuing to grow it's not just staying stagnant, not just being complacent, not just, you know, sitting on the couch and doing nothing, but it's saying, I'm going to take this time to read. I'm going to take this time to go for a walk and view things and find a different perspective, you know, so just continue to grow because that's how you overcome limitations. And so when we think about what self-awareness looks like and how we are going to evaluate ourselves, this is when self-efficacy comes in. It is important that not only do we do these things, but then we sit back and we evaluate our performance every day, even if it's for five minutes a day. Just think, how did I perform today as a boss? How did I perform today as a sister? How did I perform today as a friend? It is important to be aware of your performance so that you can do better every single day. And one of the ways you can do this is by picking up our self-efficacy journal on DangerousOnMind.com, which evaluates your performance every day. It'll have scales for you from one to five. You'll have the question, prompted questions that you ask yourself. And this is just a demonstration that you have to be able to become more aware of how you can be better the next day and the next day and the next day. So definitely pick that up when you get a chance. Self-esteem and self-confidence equal happiness. So I challenge you today to choose happiness and believe in every gift, every talent, and every ability that you have. Perfect it, study it, read, and consistently activate a growth mindset so you can be better than you were yesterday and the day before and keep growing. I hope you see the amazing benefits of self awareness and the work you must do to maintain a level of confidence and self esteem. This wraps up another Dangers of the Mind episode. Click the link in our show notes to download a freebie on five ways to build confidence and self esteem. Don't forget to rate this show and leave a review of what you think about our season so far. As always, keep dominating. This message is brought to you by The Black Student Experience. The current education system is dominated by political narratives that devalue the very people that our schools are supposed to serve. Students, teachers, administrators, and staff are left underpaid and undersupported, while scapegoated for the systemic problems facing these institutions. More specifically, this manifests in our youth today, disproportionately Black and other marginalized identities being suspended and over-disciplined, teachers burning out and left without the tools to even manage a classroom. The Black Student Experience is a safe space to develop Black students' social and emotional skills while hearing their voices, their true voices, on what live civics looks like from their perspective. Join us for our Black Student Experience event as we build community and listen to the social and emotional needs of our Black youth. Click the details in the show notes for more.